um, came to our door at like seven. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, I hate you so much. That's so loud. When it, reco- when it recorded it, now I could. It was for the content. Did I, did I jump? Like, I swear. Like, no, you faced. You like, it's like you went into the fetal position. Oh, Oof. it's just it's so loud. <sighs> that was fun. Um, and then today, Blake and I went golfing. And um, what are you doing? Hulk Hogan? He's at the hockey game. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Caption. Nice. Oh, it's backwards. Nice. Hulk Hogan is in the building, brother. <laughs> brother. Anyways, brother. Uh, yeah, go back to golfing yeah. for a second. Um, we're recording so, now, so we can share the score yeah. or. Sure. Well, or we can talk about it later. But Blake and I went golfing today and then had to. And then as soon as I got back, it was like, have a shower and leave to take leave. her. Leave. <laughs> birthday birthday party and then it was for two hours and it's at like the golf dome or beside the golf dome kind of area so we didn't bother coming home so we just went out and like so thought it'd be a fantastic idea let's run through costco so Mm -hmm. walk through costco for like an hour and like my knees are just i know we we drove i still took ten thousand steps but we played it because of the carts only and because of how slow it was like your oh, car path, like, your body was just like it was like go and stop and go and stop and go and stop like it was yeah, it was just a weird was, round of golf three two one Welcome everybody once again to another episode of Geezers and the Kid. Guess who's back? <laughs> I was just gonna say, going, that. guys. Who's this guy? Aaron's back, back again. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Uh 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 uh. Back from the mines. Uh-huh. Did you did the you smell depths, anything back? The depths. Or are you waiting for the no, second time no. to do that? <laughs> no, I we didn't. talked about that on the next, na- the next, or the last episode. We're like, mm, I think he's not at that. He's not ready yet. He's not. He's not quite there yet. It's gonna be. <laughs> what's you know what's gonna happen is that Christmas we're both gonna get like these ridiculous diamond earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Where did these come? Aaron? We're both gonna get debit cards, and he's gonna say, okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to need you to clean this money for me. <laughs> Just buy some shit. Tell us what uh, you do. Yeah, yeah the, tell us about the last well, uh, I mean, last I, month or so, man. Like you've had not right. so, like, go for it. It's it's, it's literally a, a city underground. I'll start with that. Everything you can That's what I want to know. Machine rooms, industrial rooms to our safe bays, like our refuge rooms. If there's an emergency, it's it's like a gymnasium underground like it's it's built in everything is you got 60 ton dump trucks going through there with wow. you know through 30 35 by 35 foot mine shafts um it's the most fascinating experience that is what is the best decision professionally i've made and there's so much room to grow just w- with the career and other trades within there so one of the coolest things is you get on this huge elevator called the, the cage 
well, it's not an elevator, but we call it the cage. They'll get laughed at if you call it an elevator. But this thing, if you ever look at a mine and a picture of a mine in that tall silo-like building on the outside, that's actually where the cage is. And that's what takes us up and down into the ground. So it takes about five, seven minutes to get to the level that I work on. And I'm usually at the anywhere from the 3,000 to near 5,000 foot underground level. And yeah, and as, uh, as you're closer to the Earth's surface, you're actually, it's actually cooler. Like we're wearing like our PPE, our, our, uh, our industrial gear, but like freezer jackets and like full jackets because the ventilation's going, but it's actually cool air. You go to where I'm working down in the three to 5,000 level, you're talking 25 to 29 degrees the whole time. Wow. So it's literally Under Armour shorts, Under Armour shirts, which I have tons of, as we all know. And, um, and just <laughs> Like over uh, over my uh, coveralls over that but uh, yeah it's it's so fascinating you still have to see it to understand the concept like pictures and videos don't do justice but you're literally driving around as if you would on surface and no one knows you're there let's just put it that way you got like unless you know like unless i told you but while i'm working down there there's a whole new world up up on the surface but one of the most um, intriguing things is uh, the shifts are seven to seven so you go seven to seven so 12 hour shifts 28 days straight like the only break you have is you do two weeks of days and uh when you finish your two weeks of days you'll be finished at 7 p.m right so you start nights the next night the next day at 7 p.m so that's your 24 hour window to catch up on wow. sleep or do whatever yeah it's literally 24 days straight or sorry 28 days straight and then you get 14 days off each and every time it's not for everyone i don't mean that as a as a diss it's just it, nope. You know, it all depends on your lifestyle, too. I don't have family right now. I don't have all that jazz. So there's nothing for me to miss. I came back for two weeks, and it's great to see, you know, do this and see everybody. But I'm not having a wife or kids or a girlfriend at home where that might take my mind elsewhere. This is literally just lone wolf, lone wolf McQuaid, right? So, but back to the career yeah. itself, it's, a, it's intriguing because when you do go down and you reach the surface, you don't go to work right away. You got to wait anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes because the miners like I'm a diamond driller so I'm drilling what the miners are setting up they're setting up the mine shaft they're sitting setting up the areas for us to drill in where the um where the, the samples are in the earth but what the miners are doing they're blowing out walls and such of rock uh every morning and every evening so we wait for bomb what we call bomb clearance and when it's clear then we can go so there can't be any remnants of any of that jazz around because of course it's 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 an explosive right which is very cool because i can i'm not a miner yet because i'm a diamond driller driller the next logical step pay wise and career wise would be to become a miner where you're actually pretty much set, uh, setting up the mine constructing the mine so to speak but um where i'm going with that i can handle explosives i just can't set them off but i'm trained to handle explosives which is really cool and I'm not talking oh, wow. acne explosives on Looney Tunes. You're not talking. <laughs> you're not talking about. You're not talking about your biceps here. You're talking about. Right. Yeah. Talking no, those about are those are guns. Those are guns. Bad. Those are guns. It's something different. It's completely different. <laughs> so, so is it like ridiculously kind of like claustrophobic, or like do you have any sort of concern that you know? I'm super claustrophobic, and, and what you explained to me makes me anxious. But I also don't think that's it. You're in all staggered and robotic. Are you frozen in time? No. You what were, was the though. question? You, you're, you're you keep you keep freezing. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. No, I just asked so if it's like ridiculously. 
Yeah, yeah, claustrophobic or concern of like cavens and shit. Like, no, because if 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 that happens, the mine rescue will find us, and if they don't, then we have those refuge rooms that are literally like you open a door and you feel like you're in a gymnasium. Like it's it's that size is what I'm getting. I didn't look like wine. It's just obviously, no. but it's the size of one. So you have that time. There's there's water and food supplies to last X amount of time. Um, the more one would think about that, the more they'll get distracted and they're all about safety. So I'll just say, don't list off numeric values, but it's in the seven figures of what amount of, of those elements in the earth go through that. We mine that much daily because the mine go like that. There's never a concern about the money it won't go. Money is always going to be coming in, but they're concerned about safety first because they already know that the mine is, is literally like a figuratively, literally a figuratively a, a gold mine. So it's about safety. So everyone's paying attention. If you're, if you're not fit for work, if you're fatigued or if guys that, you know, unfortunately go out and, you know, have a few on the golf course, the one golf course they have in a town of 879 people. Um, if they go out because they just need to, and they're tired, you know, they're not working. They might get, you know, they'll get a talking to, but the, the concern is the safety because that's where problems happen. Whether you're a driller, whether you're a miner, electrician, like you, you gotta, there's at least seven different trades in there plus the contractors so what's intriguing too is these vehicles that the that they drive when i say they are the miners themselves and uh, the contractors and supervisors i can best relate it to like when you're watching footage of a war overseas like say the afghan war whichever war where you see these i call them like they're truck vans where they got like paddy mm -hmm. wagons in the back you're squared yeah. off that's drive down yeah, yeah. the company out of such so whenever i say that everyone knows so it's a great analogy it's a good a good uh, description then but the paddy um, wagon yeah it's got like that square paddy wagon back wrangle them up boys those things can go like they were built for mines and i didn't know that but obviously built for war as well but they're built for mines and um um that's that's like they're like the patrol make sure when i say patrol because the one daunting thing is if you get lost in a mind it, it, it's it's intimidating that way because every shaft looks the same like every yes you're in darkness obviously but you have your miners hat you have your miners light on your hat and your hard hat but if if you were to yell and scream and you're on a side of the mine like not even i'm talking like 50, 100 100 200 feet away no one can hear you because it's so loud in there but we're obviously our hearing is protected but if you were to just go in there obviously <clears throat> with no protection it's loud like a subway going by you constantly all day long when you have oh. your because we wear uh, earpieces or um earplugs and then muffs over top of it it's like you're in a you know, soundproof room but if you just take that off for a second it literally sounds like subways going by you constantly so if you're trying to scream and you're lost somewhere no one's going to find you and the thing is running on well hopefully they would but running on rocks because it's not level right so if you're kind of you know you jog up a hill you think picture doing that on rock it's slowing you down so much because it's rock you're wearing five pound safety boots you know that come up to your almost come up to your knees and and you're already wearing it's already plus 30 you got to take into fact all those elements right so oh, that's what daunting so you don't you don't stay by yourself you're, you're always with your driller you're always with your team uh and yeah. if something was to happen i'm sure somebody would find you but at, you know at what cost by then you could be dehydrated because i tried jogging up <clears> this little <throat> parts for not even 50 meters i'm in pretty good shape i'm in very good shape and uh i was gonna say pretty uh, good I, okay yeah. <laughs> right humble brag <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> Fucking Mr. Miyagi blindfold kicking things like, off at, of punching bags. Like, looking at him and then you see, 
you see the two fat guys on, on here we were you. we were literally minutes ago talking about how i got tired walking down the stairs and you're gonna be in pain walking up the stairs that was minutes ago yes yeah, yeah we'll talk so, about why that is later but anyways, anyways. anyway sorry so did oh, you okay. um all like the 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 gear and shit did you have to like buy your own boots or did they supply that when you went no, up there like company, how does that go everything all the training i'm trained for being mining on the surface so in remote areas like the bush and xyz's you know in xyz province i can work anywhere on surface or underground but i'm really enjoying underground i'm actually absolutely enjoying underground i can't see myself going to the surface and uh i'm not just limited to where i am i can i'm certified all over the country now so i can go or over North America, I mean, so I can go wherever major drilling can send me. So, where is what, so ever, what's above that the ground? Could be Mexico, Chile. Of course, there's going to be preference over experience, right? Seniority and like experience. You boys like Mexico, right? You go there, <laughs> uh, South America, up north here in Canada, uh, Utah. There's so many places, but that's go hang, surface. Go see Kaminsky in Peru, right? Yeah. So, very very cool i was talking to him the other day about that and his experiences. yeah it's it's so fascinating i i i advise anyone who does it wants to do a tour of a mine to do it because you get down there and you're just like wow like it's something else yeah. and meanwhile while while everyone's working up up on like i said on surface we're five near five thousand feet underground just plugging away and no one would ever know that's the that's the thing yeah. that makes me chuckle. But um, the last thing on that I was going to mention is uh, because of the shift seven, seven to seven, I come up to surface at 7 p.m. I don't know if it's 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. There's no clocks, so obviously down down there. I don't take my phone, obviously, because what reception is nothing to do. But, you know, for emergency purposes, no one's going to get you anyways or get a hold of you anyways. So it's really fascinating to come up and not know if it's 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. because the days literally run into each other. It was at like June 10th. And I didn't even realize we were that far into June. I didn't even know we were into June. Like if the days just Jeez. run into each other, you literally eat, sleep, drill, repeat, and you know you, you get you get your basic cable and stuff. You got your internet, so you, you're I'm in touch with what's going on in Winnipeg. All the channels are Winnipeg, so it's it's like Winnipeg away from Winnipeg in that sense. But so where were you again exactly? No, like so it's eight and a half, eight and a half, eight, eight hours before drive. Why did I think you were in the Northwest Territories? I was supposed to go up there for surface mining, but this came uh, up. Yeah, this was to me. Um, I don't say better option. Well, clearly, obviously, it is. Like I said, it was one, but it also yeah. got me to train for both. So, but I was waiting to go to uh, Whitehorse, in the Yukon, but um, okay. this uh, the underground thing came up instead. So, so when you, uh, I know that we talked about this before. You're heading back Tuesday. Right. Are you going back to Snow Lake? Or are you going somewhere else? Yeah, I'm going back to Salt Lake. I'm there for the really until I get to my till I if I want to transfer somewhere else, and I, I can't see that happening right now. So I'm going to be there for the for the long run. It'll always be that four weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. One of the coolest things though, and I keep forgetting to tell people this, I'm glad I remembered now, is there was one morning. I think it was probably my fourth shift in on days, and we we're going down in the cage, and then. We're all talking, right? There's about a hundred of us in this cage, so like it fits more than that, but comfortably it fits a hundred of us with all our gear and stuff. And as we're going down, all you start hearing is dun 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 dun
right? That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that you're you're having a good time. I, I I'll admit it was it was something that was so out of left field for for you from how yeah. I know you and everything like that. So I was like, wow, this is. I wonder how he's gonna how he's gonna cope and how if this is gonna work or whatever because you, you just don't know. It's yeah. You don't. I, I know that we we talked about it. Blake and I have talked about it. It's like there's no fucking way, <laughs> no chance. Like I am not a manual labor. Kind I of really I, appreciate my desk when you're sitting here. Yeah, telling yeah. Me stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My so office I mean, and my air conditioning and my <laughs> yeah, right. I can, no doubt. I can take my shoes Although, off. I can take my shoes off if I don't have a client in my office. I I have to say though, if we were in like full on what he's saying, the the gear that he's wearing, and it and it's plus twenty nine or whatever down below, yeah. we're shedding pounds like quick. Yeah, these yeah, there's guys, a, right? like, it's, a lot of big guys that have mentioned that to me that um, by doing yeah. that they actually work better for them than anything else, but. Maybe not the most convenient way, but because you're sweating, you're sweating lots, whether you're me or whomever, regardless of size, you're still, you're still sweating. Plus you're tripping pipe. You're putting nine foot, 50 pound rods in this drill every seven minutes. And then wow. there's a tube that goes down these pipes. That's uh, sounds like Aaron in his twenties. Hey, <laughs> hey <laughs> I was waiting for which one of us childish motherfuckers was going to say that. <laughs> there's this Suck. spearhead. There's a spearheaded tube that goes down in the pipe that brings up these samples, but it's not like hours at a time. Like we pull, we do 150 to 200 meters. What kind of samples? Uh, we're talking zinc, copper, gold, and nickel. It all depends on what hole we're drilling, what the what the what's found there. Yeah, I know you're gonna go there. You just oh, there's hey, there. man. you teed me out. But depends on which hole we're drilling. Come on now, right? like. <laughs> Do I, whatever what comes out depends on what hole we're drilling. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, we're uh, every seven minutes we're tripping pipe, like adding pipes to this drill. Drill's going, bring out those samples. We gotta get those samples. We put them in these five foot crates that we take to the geologist. It's a lot of semen. And, right? What? And Jesus. it's uh, it's uh it's a lot like it's it's non-stop right it's it there's no breaks we don't take lunch we don't we eat breakfast we bring a bag lunch if we get to it but you eat so much in the morning and the evening and they feed you like kings it's all catered and no one could go hungry in that place there's no excuse to sign anyone to go hungry or thirsty so you're always high and that's why i wouldn't lose weight (laughs) i drink about two liters of water a day like about a liter outside working about a liter at work because because you're going i'd rather i like the heat though like i've worked on drills and where it's a bit colder and i i don't mind it but i would prefer i prefer what's in the heat how do they Mm. pay you like not i'm not asking how much you make but like what's the structure like you're 12 on 12 12 hours on like is it eight hours regular like yeah eight hours four hours overtime four hours overtime and you work every single day for four weeks straight yeah so you go Jesus. two weeks of days, two weeks of days, and then again that when you get off at seven p.m. you start nights seven p.m. So if I finish days at seven p.m. on a Tuesday, I start nights seven p.m. Wednesday, and that's straight fourteen days of nights. Remember and that yeah, time you told me you were going to buy me a new car? <laughs> I don't remember that. What? <laughs> you but, said it. I'm um, sure you but, said it. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to look back in my notes. No, uh, it was verbal. He's, he's, it was verbal. It was verbal. It wasn't, he's it wasn't finally, right. 
But he's but your words your honors. When he's finally done with this job, he's gonna he's gonna come back in some like ridiculous suit, driving like a Maserati, and <laughs> I'm gonna buy your and house just spraying cash. cash. <laughs> like, oh Blake, that's a nice new house. Here, I want it. <laughs> Here, Blake. You know here's what? the next. Like... Here's the next seven years of Zoom payments. <laughs> the ultimate for everyone. Flag. For everyone. The I'm ultimate gonna, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the twenty two fifty a month. I got you. <laughs> the, uh, the main thing is not spending any money like I, I didn't spend literally a cent in the month yeah, uh, so. the month of working some people do some people like these yeah you can get sucked into a lifestyle up there can't you like it, things are that much more yeah. expensive too so what um elaborate on some of the extracurricular like is there real concern over like you, you hear stories about alberta and stuff like right you can get into it pretty bad up there, can you not? Or is it a little different where you are? It's different because, in a sense, it's different but the same. So it's kind of oxymoron. It's there's only yeah. eight hundred people there, so there's not much to do. There's like I think there's a local watering hole, if you will, and there's a golf course. But everyone knows everyone, so yeah. including our foreman and supervisors. So they're actually <laughs> from there. So they know right. everyone. So hey, is is We've seen trends. I'm just making up names. Bill lately, or if they've been around here, I'm sure they ask those questions, right? Yeah, yeah. When I worked for a drilling company in my 20s out in Alberta, it was the Wild Wild West. Yeah. So, nor do we name name our past or present company names, but I don't think this one would want that type of uh, acknowledgement because it was like the Wild Wild West. There was guys that were not fit for work. Let's just say it like that. And I was working with them, and that was terrifying. And I was only 22 at the time, and now I'm 44, and it can happen because guys get guys and women. Um, I'd like to see more of that, hopefully in the future out of my control, but very low population of women working in, I don't know, I can't say, speak for all the trades, but at least in a mine, like there's few and far between. I've seen maybe five out of a camp of 300 guys, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's not, there's not that comfort level there minority wise. It's, it's getting better with, with the company I work for. There's a specific uh, number of minorities and indigenous to be hired and women. So that's comforting on my front. No, least indigenous for sure, because you're probably on their land. Absolutely. Uh, four out of the 12 of us that are on this crew that are going back on Tuesday are indigenous and two Good. live in snow from Snow Lake and the other two are uh, from uh, Alberta and BC or Saskatchewan, I should say. But yeah, back to the, uh, yeah, it was like the wild, wild west and there were dangers and I did feel in danger here. No, because there's, there's random drug testing. There's just their uh, decision-making by supervisors. They make the call. If they see someone's just naturally fatigued or fatigued because they were at the golf course having a few, they're not going to be working that day because they're harmed to everyone. That's a great question, but yeah, it's, things are improving. There's more protocol in place, but yeah, at a, at a 20 years ago i can't speak for everywhere but it was it was scary because you're working with people that are are not all but a lot that were reckless and and that was the oil rigs at that point this time i'm in the drilling rigs in a mine but oil rigs you're working outside and and you, it's a different type of it's a different type yeah. of monster compared to the mining but same at the same time in the sense of the danger factor yeah hmm. yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool, so what do you guys man. do oh it's been a it's been well it got shit kicked in golf this morning yes we'll start, we'll get, start off by that i did get uh it was it was uh it was a rough one um i will i will hold that it 
there were there were some very good parts of my round of golf today. What I actually, um, I, what I want to take a moment to do, um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna back up. Um, he said, "Okay, have a night, have a good night. Try to get some sleep. I don't want it to be too oh, easy no. for me to wipe the floor <laughs> with you tomorrow." That was Elliot's text at uh, 10:56 p.m. on Saturday night. My yeah. my response was, "I'll still beat you even with excuses." He said, "LOL." My yeah. case. So well, I mean, I was should talk a lot. Twenty-seven and, and, I, and I twenty-seven really, strokes I beat you by. Something like that. It was a lot. It, and two it and it's it's all from two holes basically. Yeah, like it went really bad really quick for me. Like I had I I and and I said this to my wife when I got home is like I knew it was not going to go well when I bombed that first drive and it was like dead straight and I had like you and I both walked up and just yards. piped one down the middle. Yeah, and and and, and you still like outdrove me by like 30 insane. yards. <laughs> yeah, it was like bananas and I never outdrive you and and then I come up and I've got like 80 90 yards left to the green. And I just plopped it on dart probably about <laughs> yeah. 15, 15, 20 foot away. It was perfect. It was like, you couldn't ask for a better start. Just barely missed the, the birdie putt tap in for, for a par. I'm like, this is great, but I'm fucked. And sure enough, I lost three balls on the next two holes shot back to back tens. And it was, it was all oh. downhill from there. Had a couple not really though, there, but... not really though. Like literally if I go to the scorecard, you had three tens. Other than that, you had a relatively I'd, reasonable game. I'd, yeah, I had three tens and an eleven. So we'll oh, don't, don't forget the. I don't the recall putting an the, eleven on the scorecard. You you did <laughs> the last. It was the last hole. Eddie says. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there is yes. So those were like four really bad holes that did not do me any good by any right. means. But but what was what was good and you know it's kind of there's a there's an analogy I like to live by with golf is like as long as you can hit one or two really good shots that you're really happy with, it's gonna right. make you want to come back and keep playing. And and I did that. I had a couple of really nice drives. I had a, a good tee shot on a par three that just worked with the wind and ended up again 15 20 feet away was it was great and I, I chipped in on off of off of the green just off of about 25 yards out and you know like a lot went really well but right. a little bit more went really fucking bad so with that being said it's a perfect segue actually um we both are great at that segues as well so the the live golf tur- the live oh let's golf- get into it what, yep. what what are you guys' thoughts this league versus the PGA? Um, should the morality of what certain countries have been known for and notoriously known for, should that be playing a factor? Or should this be business and business and business never first? It's not just business. Okay, Elliot, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Because I got lots of No, you go. It, to be honest, I don't – like, I know what it is, and I know it's like this weird team – league uh, kind of thing kind and, of. and 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 but they play and and like i i, I honestly don't know enough about it to really okay. to really give any sort of yeah so explanations or input sure. so here's the thing so I'll, I'll tell you i started off saying fuck these guys what are you doing golf yeah. should not be just about money um uh-huh. you know and this is easy to say as the guy that doesn't make a living from it like you know what i mean like i 
I understood that. That to me, the my conflict was golf is a traditional sport, a very traditional sport, and be, traditional is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, traditional to the point where there are courses, there are clubs in the United States that are only recently starting to allow women to play. There are like there there is some bad traditions. Aug- very Augusta Augusta Connell- had a big big problem with tiger woods because they didn't allow colored people to play right like in the 90s and stuff like Connolly's rice was one of the first female members there and she was a black woman and it was like this historic thing you know and that was within the last 20 years so golf golf has good traditions and bad traditions so people were worried about like the sanctity of golf and the spirit of the game and all this and you know you're talking to a weekend hacker here. I mean, I think someone like, like, you know, like Luke Birch like, or Meadows Birch, like he, he would probably have a more in-depth insight to this than I would, but <clears throat> golf is a traditional sport. So I was kind of like, I don't know. I was talking to my dad about it and he's like, no, screw these guys, you know, all about the money, you know, because the, the, this live golf tour was just throwing money at people. And when I say throwing money, yeah. I mean like, last place last place still got like 300 grand or something fucking ridiculous like that maybe not even that it was like six figures though like last place got six figures um you know and so the thing was is i was like okay this is fucking dumb like they're buying players the other well i'll get into that in a second the so i listened to the podcast spit and chicklets i listened to it every single day to work from work episodes are anywhere from two and a half to four hours long so an episode lasts me a week 30 minutes each direction whatever i listen to it a lot and they do ryan whitney is one of the hosts and he's a huge golfer he's a very good golfer he follows golf it's it's his passion he's a retired nhl player and he's just all about golf and he said it's he said you're what people are doing is they're looking at the top end players that are leaving Right. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, um, Dustin Johnson, DJ. Phil yeah. Mickelson, all these guys that have left. And those are the, those are the guys in the spotlight right now, the fuck yous, right? Cause they've made their millions. Why do you want your millions there instead of PGA tour? You're still going to make your millions and millions of dollars from TaylorMade and Adidas and Nike. And you're, you're going to have all your endorsements rbc dropped dustin johnson as a sponsor if i if i believe mm-hmm. if i understand correctly yep um, wow he was there kind of he was kind of their guy um you know so whatever but ryan whitney said you're not looking at the bottom end players those are the guys that are going to leave because you've got guys on the pga tour that pay for travel pay for the, the pga tour players are self-employed Right. Right. They're not, they're not on an NHL team that's flying them private all over the world and putting them up in hotels. They'll have sponsors that'll pay for some of that, some of them, but the guys at the bottom, they're paying for their own hotels. They're paying for their own food. They're paying for their own transportation. They're paying for all of this. And Ryan Whitney's like, you go and you spend five, 10 grand going to a tournament and you don't make the cut. You don't make any money that week. And then if that happens, next week 
and the week after, and then the week after that, you make a hundred thousand dollars. And then the week after that, you don't make the cut. Like these are guys that are flat fucking broke. Everyone sees these top echelon players making millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they don't see the guys at the bottom. Well, what live golf went and did is said, Hey, listen, we're not going to have a cut. First of all, you're going to play every day of the tournament. Second of all, if you finish last, you're still going to make a hundred thousand dollars. So all these guys at the bottom that are trying to chase their dream and develop names for themselves and make a living and feed their families all of a sudden Mm -hmm. have a chance to do that. Right. The other thing too, from what I understand, and I don't know if I understand this fully, but I believe there's something that will not allow the PGA tour from banning someone for life as they originally said, I think they can only do it annually or something like, I'm not sure this okay. part I'm, I'm kind of gray on. So what they're saying is people are going to go off and play on the live tour for a few years, make some money, establish themselves, build the bank account, and then they can come back and play in the PGA tour. The other thing too, that a lot of people don't know the masters, the U S open, the British mm-hmm. open, um, all of these tournaments, they're, they're not, not PGA. PGA they're not PGA tournaments. Dustin Johnson still played in the U S open last week. So did Phil Mickelson. That's so right. these, I don't know. I don't know if what Phil did last weekend was playing because he did not play well. That entire I don't think he didn't really show up, but the, the point is, that. is that think, yeah. you can go play on the live golf tour and make your hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever it ends up being, and then still put a green jacket on. Right. Yeah. Still win those <laughs> big. Yeah. So I, I don't see it as honestly, like when, and, and I'm glad Blake that you, you brought it up in this manner because I didn't really think about it because you're, you're absolutely correct. I was probably one of those people that was looking at the guys that like the big names that left. And, and so was like, I, why, until this was pointed out, this? Yeah. but that is absolutely good because it like, I mean, there's more than one football league there's more right. than one hockey league right. there's more than one baseball league yeah. you know go on and on and on and on there's soccer there's places for people to go and play and make there's money 10 and- places in the world that is it 20 places in the world whatever the number is in soccer that you can go make tens of millions yeah. of dollars it's not just in the the european league yeah. or in the epl it's not just in spain there's lots of places to go make millions of dollars right yeah yeah. Right. So it, like it, it, it sounds like it, it's the more now I hear about it and see how it goes. I think I, I don't, I don't see that as being an issue. And if, and, and I think the reason why the PGA is starting to get all pissy pants about the players that are going to do this and, and like kicking them out there now they're scared, but right? have you because heard what they the were PGA the only show? Doing? They're the only show in town. And now all of a sudden, yeah, I, I agree with that. No, I, 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 I didn't Blake. What are they doing? So uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, hold on. This is riveting podcasting. All the silence and hold on. <laughs> right. This is I, I'm not going to find freeze. it. PGA tour is, has said that they're, said that they were going to try to create a similar format to um, mm-hmm. the live. They're going to start putting more money into it. So Ryan, the other thing Ryan Whitney said was, I guess, uh, I don't know this. And again, this is something I could be quoting wrong, but uh, 
that that it's um uh not it's considered a non-profit everything they make goes back into their events goes back into their staff goes whatever um and ryan whitney's like make it for profit um you start paying people more start you know like your 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 traditions are going away and if you want to save the tour because do i think the pga tour is going to go away and die no um but it's very interesting and it's going to be very interesting to see who keeps leaving like some of the biggest names did you know that they offered tiger woods almost a billion dollars to come play on that too. Cause that's the other thing we're not talking about is that not only are these guys going like, I forget who won the first tournament. It was like Charles Schwartzel or something like that. I forget. He won $4 million. He won $4 million for winning that tournament. The U S open last week, the top five players or something like that combined made that. Now that's insane. We're talking M's, yeah. millions. These guys are not suffering. But one million dollars compared to four million dollars is a big fucking difference. Yeah. Right. So you know, um, we're not talking about the signing bonuses that these guys got though. Like Ty or um, Phil and Dustin Johnson got like like a hundred million dollars just for showing up. That's you insane. know, it's. That's bananas, but I mean, they got it. I mean, obviously, they want to make sure that these big names are are there to be able to promote and make it like it's more than just oh, it's all the guys that couldn't hack it in the PGA. Now we're going to come and play in our thing. No, we exactly. need some names, so we're gonna we're gonna shell it some cash and 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 whatever. So it'll it'll be really interesting to see where this goes and yeah, but and the how only how long it lasts and whatever. The only thing is that we haven't talked about is where the money's coming from. That's one of the bigger issues is this is coming from saudi arabia um well documented well known for their human rights violations their blood money their like it greg norman has some suspect people backing us and you know what i i'm going to say this wrong i'm going to say this wrong but there was this there x x number of people that were involved in 9-11 were saudi arabian and the 9-11 Foundation in the United States issued a statement basically saying, if you are an American and you're participating in this tour, shame on you. Because the money is coming from the same people that blew up the World Trade Centers, is what they were saying. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. no. if you believe that they are who blew up the World Trade Centers and that is what happened, you know, I pay, hey, are they wrong? I don't know. But, you know, I was talking to Kaminsky and he said, American money has just as much blood on it. And I was like, yep, you're not wrong. It's different blood, but it's blood. No. So I don't know. It's very curious to see what comes of it. Cause mm-hmm. um, they put on quite a production. I didn't get to watch any of it, but I saw highlights and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they're not fucking around. Yeah. No. We'll see how it goes. Um last time we recorded, uh, we were talking about the beginning of the Stanley Cup final. And we are now in game six. 
There is yeah. about 11 minutes left in the third period. I'm watching it. Avalanche are up two to one. So we could have a cold champion being... on right now. You guys BRB. <laughs> Keep talking. So yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to uh to see where to see where that goes and and uh Blake just Blake just left us spinning chair, but that's all right. We can talk about him and you know right. make fun because he can like he can Dr. be serious. <laughs> oh wow, nice. This is the this is the part of the the podcast where the old guys ah. make make old 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 references. It's like let's talk about Green Acres, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Green right? Yeah. So I, I I I know that when uh, you you weren't you weren't here for that last recording when we were talking about Aaron, but uh, we we kind of made some predictions and and um we're we're right in kind of I know that Blake had kind of said in seven and and there was a lot of discussion about you know it could go really quick and it almost did go really quick uh, right. with with the the abs kicking the ever-living hell out of uh that game one nuts <clears throat> well the first two games two, i mean right? it wasn't even yeah like it wasn't even close no, <laughs> those those two games so yeah like there was it was yeah it was it, it was bad <laughs> so uh and and then and then they started battling back and unfortunately went down three to one and and, and whatever but mm. uh we'll see how this goes it'd be uh interesting to see if they can run it to seven because i know that that was blake's Blake's main prediction was seven games. I, I said I, I said seven or like four, and but I couldn't say for who. And it, that was the big conversation: is like both of these teams were both equally yeah. very very good, and and hard hard to predict who who's going to win. And we also talked about the fact that you know we didn't really care who would win. You know, this is the first time in a while where that's you know there hasn't been one team where. I was like, I don't like this team or I really like this team. I mean, last year, obviously, Montreal was in it. So I was very happy about that. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm cheering for. Other years, it's like, oh, fuck, I don't want Boston to win. I hate Boston and whatever. Or I don't want this team to win. I don't want that team to win or whatever. So there was ah, only one team that yeah. you're kind of cheering for. And and now this year, it's it's a little bit different where, you know, I, I we're all kind of equally happy if, you know, there's there's good news kind of cool stories regardless right mm-hmm. it's like oh tampa could win three in a row first time ex- since since whenever right and yeah. the islanders and or or colorado who's like in a like an amazing team comes out and and they they mm-hmm. get to win for the first time since what was it 2003 or something like that 2002 or or whatever so that's a lot, I of, called, a lot of cool i called tampa in seven i um was saying this to you at the bottom game the other night the as a kid colorado avalanche were kind of my team i was a really big uh joe sackick fan like when i was like i don't know fuck six seven years old i always wanted to be number 19 because because of joe sackick so you know that era the peter forsberg ray bork patrick wah that's that's some fucking dynasty shit so you know to see them win, like if I was to pick a team that I want to see win, I would say probably Colorado, but I don't want to see them win tonight. I still want to see a game seven. This has been one of the most unbelievable Stanley Cup playoffs I've ever seen. And this yeah. series has been nothing short of what was expected. Um, 
It's just right? good fucking hockey. So I don't know. I, I, I think that sometimes when I talk, my Siri comes on on my computer. Watch, it's going to come up again. <laughs> so I don't know how much of that you guys actually even heard. I heard um, all of it. Did you? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't I know. You I, 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 did you? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I It's also kind of cool to see. It would be kind of cool to see a team win three times in a row. And I don't hate Tampa. I love Steven Stamkos. Yeah. Right. Um, I Nikita Kucherov is kind of a knucklehead, but he's a Russian NHL player, and that's where we'll leave it. You, love you guys see Steven Stamkos? Uh, well, why don't you marry him? That sounded even funnier. <laughs> it sounded even funnier with your internet. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the Bombers. Bombers. Yeah. Um, 3 0 at this point. Technically in second place. I mean, tied for first, whatever in the West. Don't think they're the best uh, team in the West. Three teams. No, no, I'm. Uh, it's it's interesting to see what's happening out 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 west right now. Way out, with way out west. A very young can very young Canadian quarterback, uh, Nathan Rourke, who uh, I watched a bunch of that game yesterday. Not all of it, um, but I did watch a bunch of it last night. And holy Christ, he can throw the ball. Like very, very hard, very fast, and very accurate. And he's got, I think he just set a record for most yards. I'm gonna read it. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's most yards in a game because I'm gonna read it. Matt Dunnigan still has that 713 yards or whatever it was, but he he's thrown for a lot of yards and and I think uh, right now um Cal- Calgary is in first because they're three and zero like Winnipeg, but they've got more points scored at ninety two points or whatever. BC has played two games only and has ten more points than Calgary in two games. Like they're mm. just ridiculous right now. Nathan Rourke has one hundred and three points scored for the BC Lions in two games. One hundred and three points in two games. Mm-hmm. Four hundred pass, four hundred yards passing last night. I believe it is the single game, the single game record for a Canadian quarterback. Canadian quarterback. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he's fucking good at football. I yeah. mean, he's a fucking it's, rookie. Well, he played last year. He well, did play last year in, in whatever in in spot starts here and there when when Riley was hurt and just under siege. But he did not. Honestly, he did not look good. I, I, I was questioning why BC would go that route and and say, yeah, we're going to get this Canadian. He's going to be our starting quarterback. And they said it early, like a long, long time ago. They were like, yeah, he's our guy. And I was quite surprised by that because of like, he didn't look anything special. And now it's like watching Justin Herbert throw the ball. It's yeah, I mean, three games in, so I, I don't want to go too crazy. But, you know, this is the kind of this is the kind of kid that uh, – makes the jump to the NFL if he if he's actually as good as he's showing right now. He won't stay a quarterback yeah. in the CFL for more than more than a year. No, if he goes and they 
have an amazing season and they win the Grey Cup and he's easily the M- MOP and and well, he's twenty four years old too. Like, yeah, he'll he'll. I can't if he has the kind of games that he's been having so far. I can't see him being worse than than the any of the backups in the NFL right now. Well, he also played America. This is not a Canadian college quarterback. This is he played American, like he played NCAA. Yeah. So that's a lot of the times the problem with these Canadian football players is that they grow up playing in Canada, different game, different field, different everything, and it doesn't translate over into the American game. Guys like Andrew Harris, while you take a guy like Nathan Rourke who has played American football, you know, there's some opportunities there. How about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? How are they doing? Silence. Silence. (laughs) Well, they got fed by Montreal this week. I'm they not going to say it. They not got like it. yeah. They they finished Fourth with 13 fourth. points, but it uh, it was 37-13 or something like that. But 7 of their 13 wow. points was very much what would be lovingly termed as garbage garbage time. time. <laughs> um right at the yeah. end, right at the end of the right at the end of the game. They I I watched again, watched a big chunk of that game on 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 Thursday and they they had nothing to stop Montreal from just right. like i think montreal had uh three 37 to 13 like, oh wow yeah i'm pretty sure that's what i said so what do you guys um, think the reputation of the game how it's improving for cfl well the game the other night the the bombers hamilton game it was a fucking exciting football game it did not start off exciting it was, it was a little slow to start slow i mean there start. was yeah both teams were were definitely kind of feeling each other out to to a certain extent but but then, you know, like they both teams had drives, but then, they, you know, they would stall out a little bit and there'd be a punch or a field goal. I mean, it was like it was six, six, nine, six partway through the second quarter. And then Winnipeg had a good, good drive right near the end of the right near the end of the at the end of the half, first half and, and, and got a touchdown and and went up at the half. And and then after that, it was just like it was, it was weird. It was like, it was the first time this year in, in the three games played that they looked like the team that are defending back-to-back champions. Very the, much the so. Defense, the defense came out to play. Like mm-hmm. the, the quarterback, Dan Evans in, in, in Hamilton had to have been hearing footsteps from early in the second half and was just not able to do anything. Um, the offense, the offense didn't have to do much, but they still did enough to keep the, the defense off the field to, to let them rest take a breath and, and, and whatever, take a breath. And, you know, they did enough, had enough sustained drives and yeah, they go and get a field goal or something like they, they had one offensive touchdown and, and, and that's it. Right. And a have bunch of guys, field goals. And yeah. Have you guys watched any of the USFL or plans to watch XFL? I'll check it out. I just love football. So yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, I'll see. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go out of my way, but I'll I'll definitely see how it how it goes. I who knows? We'll mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, that's not until next kind of spring, right? I think I've watched a few of the USFL yeah, games. Next... Different. Yeah, I think they actually just wrapped up their season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The, uh, and then there's that fan controlled football league that was still around. We talked about that last year. Yeah. That's not going yeah. anywhere fast. 
No, no, I don't think so. I haven't heard much from it. But yeah, it'll be uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this this season goes. Uh, of course, I want Winnipeg to win. Whether they will, we'll see. We'll go from there. It's good. Um, I don't want to go for too much longer because I'm very tired after a very long weekend of birthday parties and get my ass kicked playing golf. Um, but but I do sure. have a couple of a uh, couple of news stories well, that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, Play it on us. I'm gonna start with golf because oh, okay. you know, we're talking talking a lot of golf today. Um, Aaron, I don't know how much golf you play, but uh, Blake, what is the weirdest, let's say, animal-related sighting experience that you witnessed on a golf course, other than birds dive bombing you and me laughing at you for it. <laughs> I nothing weird. I've nothing seen like like we've seen videos of, of guys like uh, taking a shot and a bear lumbers out of the water, yeah like at Clear you... Lake there was a bear hanging around one day. He was running we had to scare him off. Um yeah. I mean I've seen I've seen deer. Deer all the know, time. We saw one today. I had I was looking through my rangefinder today and a deer ran in front of it while I was trying to laser yeah. the flag. Um, yeah, so birds golf... attacking me. That's about all I got. There's a golf course, the Omni La Costa Resort in San Diego County. San Diego. Stands San Diego, for California. means whale's vagina. No, that's not that's not what it means. Jesus. Yes, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. Oh, agree to okay. disagree. Anchorman. Thank you. Aaron. Elliot doesn't watch movies. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so moving some, on. Some Anywho. Anyway. So the, uh, this is very recent, just the last couple of days. Uh, marine rescuers responded to a golf course. The one, as we talked about in San Diego. To escort a very pregnant sea lion from a putting green. That's some, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of close to, kind of close to the ocean, and I didn't really like to see where exactly it was. Uh, but apparently, there was a very pregnant uh, sea lion uh, lounging, resting on a on a green at the course, and they called out uh, okay. uh, rescuers from SeaWorld Animal Rescue, and. Uh, Ushered it onto some sort of and a it's now and in a drove zoo. it. No, no, no. They drove it. Uh, they they put it on the on the truck, and um, oh, where did you they, now pay thirty three dollars to go see? Given a gave a lift. No, they gave a lift to Carlsbad State Beach, where rescuers watched the animals swim back up to sea. They think that it came into the golf course via the Baticos Lagoon. And so it traveled about a mile overland to reach the golf course, though. What the like, fuck? How does that? <laughs> Can you imagine? You just kind of come around the corner on a par three in your cart. <laughs> just Willie the hell? walrus sitting looking at you. <laughs> so great. It made me laugh. I saw that. It was good. Um, what else you got? That's from the office. Okay, great. Yeah, good. 
So there's uh, in 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 Bridgeport, Connecticut, there's a commercial bus driver that has been charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment. Oh God! The reason for this oh, wow. was he blacked out behind the steering wheel. And the reason for this blackout, he says he didn't realize or didn't know that the gummies he was eating was infused with THC. Oh wow! Uh-oh. So this guy ate a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of pot gummies, <laughs> got got <clears throat> trashed, and passed out while driving a bus yikes i have no words i I mean is your job you should never ever be in charge of children or a vehicular vehicle the fuck i just said but you get it so so here's my question like okay like i get that you might you know you're you're at home and you don't know your kid had these whatever you see some gummies you grab them on the way out and something or other and you eat them while you're at work whatever sure I can see shit like that happening. But apparently, when they found this guy slumped unconscious in the driver's seat, next to him was an open package of what is called Smokies Edibles Cannabis-Infused Fruit oh Juice. My like, it's God. on the friggin' I thought they were gushers. I swear I thought they were gushers. <laughs> like, what the hell? I didn't know it was marijuana, he said. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot, is what I say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just kind of ruins your your credibility, life. Credibility. You're just like it. but it also like faith in people sometimes, you know? Well that's dumb. A I lot mean, of, like uh, I, I don't know. So anyway. So last thing I wanted to go, an interesting uh, thing that I found here. Um, I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. I'm very tired and I'm looking forward to, to hitting the old pillow. Um, people have been known to spend a lot of money on various beds and things along those lines. Um, there is a Dutch cervical specialist turned designer who has founded and designed the world's most expensive pillow. Thanks for the Nordiques. That's good. Yeah. A minute and 15 seconds. A minute happening. and 15 seconds. Is it still 2 1? It's still 2 1. It is. Empty net yeah. with a draw in Colorado zone, though. Ooh, that oh. could be fun. So, this guy, uh, this Dutchman, um, has made a pillow that is made from Egyptian cotton, mulberry silk, and is filled with non toxic Dutch memory foam. Along with it being studded with 24 karat gold, diamonds, and sapphires. Okay. Wow. And this pillow that he created is, I'm assuming this is US dollars. Okay. $57,000 for a pillow. I I mean, I. There's I like a good even pillow. Even one, of, one, of my, one of my favorite bands, uh, we've talked about them before as a day to remember, and they have a song called FYM that stands for Fuck You Money. Um, okay. That's what you have to have to buy a $57,000 pillow is Fuck You Money. 
Yeah. Or, a or what? Why don't you buy one of my my pillows? <laughs> oh, he's a fuck. Have you heard of that guy? He's a piece of shit. Big. This this encrusted diamond encrusted pillow better emerald so encrusted. It has a twenty four karat gold cover, a glitzy fabric sheath that purportedly blocks all electromagnetic radiation for safer and healthier sleep. Oh, Adding wow. to the price tag is a zipper that holds a twenty two point five carat sapphire and four diamonds on a fucking zipper. Hey. You know who's not that, sleeping tonight, Elliot? The Colorado Avalanche, who have just won the over? Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Nate McKinnon and Eric Johnson but, just made out on the ice. That was funny. But they will buy those fancy pillows. Nice. Good for them. Good they for will them. buy so those fancy a... pillows. You... They all yeah. get a $50,000 pillow. Well, no, I'm, 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 my guess is, is uh, Blake and I are going to be getting diamond encrusted pillows from Aaron at Christmas time this year <laughs> for what he's smuggling I, out of them. And, and you said gold too, right? So there's, yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that back in about six months. I just needed you to hold on to it for now. <laughs> oh, well, man. on that note. <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, so we we wanted to kind of run this until the uh, the end of uh, of this hockey yeah. game, so we did that, that which is come. great. And Perfect and time. we have a champion in in the Colorado Avalanche. Congratulations! Uh, Nate wasn't far off. He said Abs in five. So good right. on you, Nate. Uh, whether or not you listen when you're not on the show, we don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so Nate, uh, you guys may hear him more often uh yeah, we don't want you to, we don't want you to get sick of just elliot and i and uh you know with aaron and his hectic schedule nate has offered to pop on well, aaron we keeps bringing so. on all the guests for for quite a while so he's not around we don't know anybody we don't have we don't have other friends other than ourselves like, like that's that's i don't know anyone else and that's basically you know we're you know so uh, yeah, we might uh, we might have Nate on every once in a while. He's nice. uh, he's got uh, he's got some good opinions. Some uh, he's it also great, doesn't great, matter great unless I actually edit and put the episodes out. Um, it's also true because <laughs> at the point of this recording, we have that recording with Nate a week ago. It's kind of a, a momentous a momentous episode. It is a very time relevant episode that I need to put out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or else it's going to turn into the uh, the Jay and Jan that never got released from last year. <laughs> talking about awesome. you have take talking. Yeah. About, oh, it's not lost. I still have it. It's just, <laughs> just never got released. And, and yeah, anyway, we 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 could release it. I guess a year later, it would be very interesting. But who knows? That would be. I remember that there was something really funny that was said right at the end that Blake missed, and I don't remember what it was. And I just, <laughs> I I just remember it was funny. We laughed a lot, and and so who knows if that'll ever come up but yeah we might hear hear from nate a bit more um but always kale mccarr playoff mvp kale mccarr at playoff mvp is that what's gonna happen here i, I don't know i mean it tends to be somebody from the winning team and he no it has like to be a thousand points it has he, to be he had eight thousand points did he not in the in the play in the final no, uh, final series yeah has to be him anyways he's, he's pretty good um he's pretty good aaron he's all right it's canadian uh um aaron uh 
travel safe, be safe Thank underground. Uh, and we will definitely look forward to you returning in a month and yeah, well, uh, do, uh, we do to... another one of these for sure with, yeah. with the three OGs and, uh, yeah, yeah. but I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap her up for the evening tonight, boys. It was a great talk guys. Great seeing you and talking yeah. with you and catching up and yeah, next month. yeah and we're, we're looking for so you need to make sure you remember all the kind of crazy shit that happens uh over the month while you're there so we need to yes. hear some stories um Absolutely. yeah a bunch of bunch of dudes getting all sweaty underground there's got to be some crazy shit that happens so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it okay <laughs> good times awesome all right boys uh thanks so much Aaron, uh, have a have a great uh, next month. Blake, you Thanks. were definitely the better golfer today, and I'll I'll give you some props. I'll change my middle fingers. Hey, yeah, there you go. This has been another episode of Geezers and the Kid. We'll see you next time. Adios, boys. Bye. Oh, where's the pause button? Oh, we're still recording. <laughs>